Welcome to the Transformational Travel Podcast, bringing you inspiring stories of life-changing travel experiences from around the world. Now, here's your host, Transformational Retreat Leader, Ann Gordon. Welcome back to another episode of the Transformational Travel Podcast, where each episode we journey with a new guest and learn how their travel experiences has affected and impacted their lives for the better. And today we have a friend of mine, Lee Munch. Welcome, Lee. Hi, Anne. It's so great to be here. Thank you. And I just want to share with with our listeners exactly a little bit about who you are. So Lee has been helping business owners grow their businesses for more than a decade. Her mission is to positively and profitably impact 13,800 small business owners by December 31st, 2020. Well, that went a little bit askew this year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. With with, with the, the, the current world situation, but yeah. that, that you have a goal. I love that. <laughs> so, and she has what I just love the name of this profit Zen, mm. which she, she says is a state of being and is the foundational program that is the result of working with so many overwhelmed or stuck entrepreneurs who may even shut down at the thought of doing anything else because it will be more work and more stress. Lee helps you break that cycle. And Lee loves numbers in all ways, which you and I have talked about this before, is the exact opposite of me. My brain just literally turns off when it comes to numbers. But you're not alone. It's it's most most entrepreneurs, most business owners, because we just, you know, we like the exciting part. So that that's totally very typical. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I do feel like it's literally I can just feel this fog go over my brain when I have to think numbers. And it's great when we know somebody like you that can guide us down that pathway. Mm-hmm. So she believes basically everything boils down to a number and numbers always tell the truth. Uh, Lee says when you can make peace with the five key numbers in your business, it becomes easier, simpler, and consistent. You can grow it, integrate that growth all without stress and overwhelm and feeling like you are working endless hours for naught. Step on, on the path to profit zen and Lee that Lee teach you the left brain business activities in a right brain way. I love that. That's exactly what, what I need. And so many of us do need. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to have you here. We've known each other for a few years, yes. a number of years now, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Watched each other's businesses grow and move yep. forward. But today we're not going to talk so much about numbers and profit but what kind of got you on this path? So you have a story that with some travels in Spain. So let's hear it. You know, when I went to college, I went to college with the full intention of traveling. That was it. Mm -hmm. I ended up going to the college, which gave you the most options. So, I mean, always that's what, that was the only thing I really wanted to do in college was travel. <laughs> um, I, I, my degree was in international management and I studied languages. I came in with French um, and I picked up Spanish. And then there was this opportunity for me after one semester, there was an opportunity for me to spend a semester in Spain, in Valencia. 
mm-hmm. um, where there's not a lot of English speaking. Right. Right. So I had one semester of, Spain, of Spanish and that's it. And, and I think, so I just went whole hog. I was like, sure, I can do this. And it was sure it was challenging with the language, but we were doing everything else, but just being immersed in the language and in the environment and everything else. I learned very quickly because the family with whom I was living, they didn't speak a word of English. Mm -hmm. You learn really quickly. You do. Yes. Really quickly. And I think that's really, you know, working through that and clearly that I already had a love of travel, but just knowing that I wanted to do, and I always wanted to do something international. That was my whole, that was my whole thing. I want to do something mm-hmm. international. So being there really gave me that foundation. And I just remember at one point, the, uh, the professor who took us on that, took us over there mm-hmm. at some point, he said to me, you know, Lee, you had no, hardly any Spanish before you came here. I was really a little worried about you, <laughs> but you have just sailed through this. <laughs> Nice. So you have no choice. Yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you have no choice, right? Well, you know. Right? I do know. I met and married a man who spoke Spanish and his tribal language and zero English. And my Spanish was was like high school Spanish that I had totally forgotten pretty much. Right. So yeah, that was total immersion. And you learn really quickly, really quickly. when you have that kind of motivation. Right. So, and, but that, that really gave me as a foundation, which took me, has taken me forward in a lot of different things is to, I don't know, maybe ignorance is bliss, but it's like not, not fear, you know, just Mm -hmm. do things. Um, I've had a couple of different positions or whatever in my my three major careers. My first career was a currency trader, see numbers. (laughs) Right, right. I got that. (laughs) Second career, I was a global, global product manager for a trade confirmation for a trade execution confirmation platform. So, I mean, so I always stated, I was always in that field, but within mm. those times I was put in different aspects. And the, and there was like this one time they like plopped me down. I, I, I felt like they put me in Russia in the dark with a map mm. all in Russia. And of course I don't speak a word of Russian or right. did it. Yes. And, you know, and I was told, find your way out. Oh my gosh. Well, and that's kind of, and that's what happened when I was in Spain. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. having that at such a young age and, and coming through that, it's enabled me to not fear these things, but just kind of work my way, you know, just work my way through it and and and, and work it out, you know. And so I think that's one of the, the greatest things that got me. The other thing is that I have used Spanish in every position and every job and even in my own company that I've had. I've used I've used it mm-hmm. my second career. I was a global product manager and I spent a lot of time in South America mm. rolling out this pro- my, my product and teaching them and training them and everything else. So I used mm. it all the time. When my, with both of my girls, when they were babies, they were born, um, both of my, my nannies were Spanish speaking and okay. I instructed them to only speak to them in Spanish. Nice. You know, so it's just been so close to my heart, you know, and at right. one point, I always say at one point, you know, my husband, he speaks, you know, pretty good. He speaks a lot of nouns and Spanglish. He can get by with some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I would speak in Spanish with the nannies all the time. And, you know, even our dogs were bilingual, you know, our animals all are bilingual. So it's that Spanish has been very, very close, close to my heart. Mm-hmm. And when I started my coaching business, like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to speak, use my Spanish again and, and, and everything else. But don't you know, 
like one of my very first team days that I did for a company, mm-hmm. they had a lot of Spanish speaking employees. Mm, nice. So I met, well, I first started coaching with, with a franchise and, and I, I could get this stuff in Spanish, but I actually brought my nanny with me mm-hmm. and I actually did the team day bilingually. And I just had her there just because it's easier. It was like faster and easier and everything yes, else. Yes. You could, you know, and it worked out beautifully. So I was like, oh, even in, uh, even in this, I get to keep using my Spanish. And, and I think that's what it, do, it does. But it really having that love of the language, love of culture, love of all that things, use being able to use it, but mostly don't fear. You'll figure it. There's always mm-hmm. a way to figure things out, no matter how scary it was. And again, I was a dumb kid and I was probably, you know, pretty naive, <laughs> but still it just, it, it really has made that big of a difference in everything that I do. And you know, and, and I've taken it with me. And I think because living, because when you live in a foreign country, you have no choice but to understand the culture. Right. And what's, and that, what that has done is huge because, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a global product manager and I'm working with all these branches of Citibank, I was working with Citibank, mm-hmm. there were all the branches all over the globe. I, I was respecting their culture. Yes. Whereas a lot of people, a lot of Americans, especially, mm-hmm. Don't do so. Do, you know, don't exactly do that. They expect everybody to, um, yeah, know, change, change the. Why can't, would you do it the way we're doing it? Exactly. The yeah. way we're right, you're wrong, and, and you know, yes. and you're just going to go by us. So, and and that's really helped me with everything because I've done that. I I I did things that no one was ever able to do in Citibank. Just just from something as simple as that. Just another story. What I, I just remember when I was in um, Spain. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we went to Madrid, you know, we were in Valencia, we wound up in Madrid and uh, we were in the largest uh, department store, which is El Corte Inglés. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember there was this American guy standing literally in the middle of the store. Doesn't anybody here speak English? Oh no, the <laughs> ugly American rises its head. <laughs> oh my God. And what did I say to him? Dude, if you were in Georgia, would you be a standing here would anybody rise like yeah but it was just but that kind of a thing and um and it just understanding and appreciating and working with all the different cultures and my my clients are all over the world Mm -hmm. you know as are yours you know it's like so just really being able to understand and working with that so it's amazing from one little semester how that's literally impacted everything and anything that I've done going since then I love that. And there, there's so many comments I have because when you do learn the language, and it doesn't mean you have to be perfectly fluent, but if you just make a little bit of an effort, mm-hmm. it opens so many doors into the culture, into even if you just have a basic conversation about you meet somebody at a coffee shop or, you know, standing at a bus stop and, you know, how, how many children do you have or, you know, little things, where do you live? Those kinds of things. It's, you get, it deepens your experience. It really does. It's what's really interesting. I studied French all through school. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and then I picked up German and Spanish when I was in college and I continued French. Mm-hmm. But because I was speaking Spanish so much, when I was when I was trying to say something in French, I would like have to pull it out. I mean, I would know it in my head, but it would half the time would come out in Spanish. Right, right. But there was this one time I went with my I I I went to Guatemala. My niece and her husband adopted a baby from Guatemala. Aww. My sister passed. So um mm-hmm. I went down with her. Sweet. 
yeah, it was a beautiful experience, but mm-hmm. it was really was a beautiful experience. And, and the funny thing is that she didn't realize the fact that I was basically fluent in Spanish was going to be very helpful. <laughs> Again, <laughs> that American way of thinking, right? <laughs> Particularly with this baby who doesn't speak, who doesn't understand yes, it. Right? Yes, so, of course. But when I was on the flight going down, I was, um, I ended up sitting, I had miles and stuff. So I was in uh, business class. I ended up sitting with, um, it turned out it was a CNN correspondent who was in, living in France and this other woman who was some somebody from Haiti and these two knew each other. But we mm-hmm. were starting to talk and everything, but then they realized they knew each other and then they started talking in French. We're like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, whatever it was. But uh-huh. by the end of that flight, I was speaking French. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best. <laughs> I was able to, because it does come back to you when it does. When you it, yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I even went through customs when I got to Guatemala speaking French. Oops. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, it's such right. But that's the whole thing, being able to just speak to them in their language. And they don't, you're right. They don't care. If you're making an effort, that's all that matters. That's right. That's right. It does. And I'll tell you that it not only opens the doors but it, as far as having new experiences and seeing the culture from their perspective, which is really the best way to experience mm-hmm. a culture, but mm-hmm. it also, it does something in your mind that it opens your mind to being aware that there is, that everybody in the world has their own perspective on how they see the world exactly. as opposed to that ugly American or that, that self-centric self-culture centric way of seeing the world that when you start make the effort to learn a language and immerse yourself in somebody else's culture it as you say it pays off so many ways as you mentioned later in your life in your Mm -hmm. business whatever exactly you like oh wait a minute I don't know what their world is like let me take a minute and try to understand it Exactly. Whether it's the same language or not, right? Or not, a culture or not. Yeah, even to put even individuals, right? We yes. all have our businesses, but we're all in a different place. So we all have different mindsets and we all have yes. different everything. We have everything's the same. In every business, everything's the same, but literally in every business, everything's different. So yeah, it's like you speak numbers and I don't, right? right. That's that's a difference. Oh, but right I there. do teach them in a fun way. And I've had many yes. people who hate numbers tell me that I've actually make it fun. Well, and that is a huge <laughs> talent. I love that. So let's talk more a little bit about, you know, about how that shift came for you when you first went, I mean, it's, you've mastered it and you embraced it. And I love that. And being young and naive helps a lot because the older we get, (laughs) the more we get set in our ways, the more those walls are harder to break down. Mm -hmm. But let's, if you can go back and just see yourself as that, that young college kid going to Spain. What gave you the courage, one, to go with only a semester of Spain, of Spanish, and when you were there and you're realizing, I don't understand what they're saying hardly at all, what gave you the courage to not just pack up and go home and to get, get through this? Well, number one, I don't think I had the option. <laughs> okay, that'll do it. <laughs> and remember back then, you know, we had no internet, we had no nothing. Right. So it's like you know, letters would take like weeks. Yes. Yes. You know, back then to, you know, to get back and forth and everything. And I think, cause I just loved being there and this was my dream. This is the whole reason mm-hmm. I went to college. Yes. You know, and to yes. learn languages and, you know, and experience and experience these things, you know, and so 
I just think I just kept focusing on that and, right. you know, and it, it just got better day after day after day, you know, right. and, and because I had the, almost the excuse of only having a semester of Spanish behind me, the fact that I said anything was going to be okay. Right. The, the expectations were not there that you were not a high there. bar. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. They weren't expecting you to have a political discussion in Spanish. Right. 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 And like my, my roommate, she's was she took Spanish all through high school and everything else. So she was way ahead and she spoke a lot less than I did. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. But, there is that book learning that mm-hmm. that. But once you start really immersing and getting in there, just stepping out and trying then right. you'll get gain the confidence. But I really want to pull out and, and notice that you went because it was something you loved and it was a right. passion and it was a calling within yeah. you that when you follow that calling, exactly. that passion, wherever it leads you, it gives you the strength, the fuel, the courage to move through the challenges that are, there's always going to be a challenge. Right. Exactly. Right. You can't have good times if you don't have bad times. That's it. Yep. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. Uh, We're going to take a quick break for our, and hear from our sponsor. So we will be right back with more transformational travel stories with Lee. This episode of transformational travel is brought to you by whale and dolphin wisdom retreats. Immerse yourself in the healing energies and connect eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart with wild dolphins and whales in Hawaii, Bimini, Mexico, Panama, French Polynesia, and more. Begin your journey at whalewisdomretreats.com. We are back. Thank you for sticking with us. And we're going to dive a little deeper into the transformation in Spain and journeys with Lee and how it has benefited her in her life. Mm -hmm. So Lee, I bet you had no clue when you went as this wide-eyed college kid to Spain, you always wanted to travel, but you had no idea how it was going to affect you or transform you, correct? Yeah, you know, no, because I don't think you ever do. Now, I mean, I was in college. My college was about five away, five hours away from home. So I got used to mm-hmm. living away from home. But this was like really far away from home. And there was, there was just one day I'll never forget. I wasn't paying attention. There was only two cha- t- TV channels. They always had the TV on. Mm-hmm. And it was during um, when the hostages were in um, Iran and they had, there was like mm-hmm. this, this oiled, uh, rescue attempt, whatever. Right. Um, and that was the only time that I was like, whoa, I'm like really far away. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, and I wasn't paying attention. I was doing something, but I could see the family was watching the TV, you know, looking at, mm. at us, my, my, my roommate and I, um, you know, looking at TV and looking at it. And then all of a sudden I was watching this whole thing and I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, you know, I, it was, yeah. that was the only time I had doubt, but um, not doubt, but just like, like a little homesickness, a sure. little, yeah, a little uh, fear coming up, a little fear and everything else. But, um, you know, I guess it's, it just, you just keep going. I mean, I guess that's, I've always been a big believer. And I, this is from when I was always from like my mom, it's like mm-hmm. everything, whatever it is, it will always work out for work. I'm a big believer. God will figure it out. God will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And it will all work out in the end. Nice. 
Nice. You know, and I think, and I still do live my life like that. And it's been very, very helpful this year <laughs> in 2020. Nice. Very, very helpful in 2020. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yes. Understanding that uh, eventually it all works out <laughs> and it, it all does. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just that willingness to just keep plugging along, keep going mm-hmm. as the best of your ability. There's, um, I love the book, The Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, the, the one is, uh, do your best, always do your best. Yeah. But it's always do your best in that moment, the best that you're able to do Mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah. That's, that's a powerful statement because, you know, hindsight is always 2020 and we can always have done better in so many things when we look backwards, but in that moment, we have only the tools that we have. Right. Right. And, and, we can use that to do our best. So that is good. Awesome. So uh, what else would you like to share with us about your transformational travel in Spain or anywhere else you've been? You've yeah, done a well, lot of traveling. I, I, also, I did. I also did a semester in um, Austria. Ooh, interesting. Yes, in Vienna. So you talk about. Yeah, very different. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, um, well, I was on. Valencia is on the Mediterranean and it was all, you know, it was, was, you know, it was, it was warm. It was like more sub, sub, you know, tropical. But Mm -hmm. when I was in Austria, that it was winter. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was, that was a, that, that too, I did not have a lot of German Mm -hmm. and I actually had a little bit tougher time with the language there, but I, I, where I, where I really was using and learning my German was with the the three-year-old that I was, Ah, yes. 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 I had, I was living with a young couple. Um, The husband worked for the government and the wife was a kindergarten teacher. Okay. And so they, they were kind of happy to have someone to practice their English with. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So where I really was learning was with the three, my, the three-year-old daughter, (laughs) I would be reading her books and we'd be just doing whatever. And, um, and that's where, where I really Really, and and here's the other difference. When I was in Spain, mm-hmm. no one thought I was Spanish. Right, you know? right, exactly. We just clearly we don't look Spanish. Clearly, <laughs> we don't look Spanish. Right, you know, and um, <laughs> you know, and it was like so, so you kind of like stick out a little bit, but yes. um, yeah. and that was kind of you know that was one thing. But when I was in Austria, mm-hmm. I mean, my maiden name is Rummel, so mm-hmm. you know. I clearly, and I, you know, I mean, it was, it was that that was a different experience because I totally fit in. But the most, to me, the thing that I'm most proud of both those times, mm-hmm. both were, no one ever thought I was an American. That is huge when you get that. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I never, obviously, they never thought I was Panamanian being blonde and blue eyed, right? Okay. <laughs> when I lived there. But I, I used to get mistaken for German a lot yeah. because of, because yeah. my family is from Germany. Um, but I I know that feeling when I flew on uh, Lufthansa through Frankfurt, mm-hmm. heading towards um, Amsterdam. I realized I'm looking around the plane, and everybody looks like me. <laughs> Whoa! This is I never felt that before. And then they kept speaking to me in German, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know, I don't know a word of German, you know, Danke Shane, that's about it, right? But but it was funny, but I I love that you brought up about the children learning with the three-year-old, 
Mm-hmm. When I first met my husband and his family, who live in this traditional village deep in the rainforest, no English anywhere, right? 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 And and a dialect. I'm sure it wasn't even just Spanish. No, they both- spoke their own tribal language. It wasn't yes. even a dialect. It was a yeah. language before Spanish ever arrived on the continent. So they would mix. Speak. They would speak to me in Spanish because they knew there was no way right. I would handled there is no such thing as an embedded english dictionary just it doesn't exist it's not even a written language so i mean you know i've since learned some of it but in, in those beginning times it's all a big family and community and children everywhere and there was no way on earth i could follow the adult conversation but there was always little kids around and I learned really quickly that play is play in any language and tickling somebody and being goofy and playing ball or whatever you want to do. And the kids were so helpful. And now when people say, you know, how do I learn a language? I say, go find some little kids, go volunteer at a, you know, a kindergarten, a nursery school. And I remember the kids laughing at me when I would, we would do the colors and right. I knew the colors and I would say azul and they would laugh at me and they'd say, no, it's azul. Azul. Well, that's the other thing. When you're learning under those circumstances, you actually learn correctly. You right. know, there's no, no gringa, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. It wasn't azul. I was right. azul. azul. <laughs> there's yeah. a very subtle difference. And at first I didn't hear it. And the kids are also really quick to point out your mistakes, but there's no embarrassment because no, they're no, kids, no. right? It's all exactly. good. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing I, when it comes to my Spanish, it might not be perfect, but um, no one has, no one has said that I, you know, I, I've always said, oh, you've kind of got like a, like a Venezuelan accent or something, you know, whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. But which again, at least it's not the money, but here's like a funny story with my daughter. Now, again, my, both my kids. They had Spanish nannies. We speak Spanish in the house mm-hmm. all the time and everything else, right? She came home from, so she took Spanish and neither one of them realized how much Spanish they knew until they got into this Spanish class. Right, right. You know, and the teacher's saying, but get your pen, whatever, they're rattling off stuff and they're following along and they're doing it. And the teacher's looking at them, you know, with Spanish 101. <laughs> you know, it's the first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my awesome. daughter, she, she came home and she, this is the kid who was, all right, she wasn't speaking Spanish. She was understood Spanish, but she came home because she was speaking like a gringa. I mean, she was speaking like she was speaking with the real United States American mm-hmm. accent. Yes. Right? I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> In Spanish, I'm telling her, I was like, what are you doing? You yes. know better than this. Yeah. She goes, well, that's yeah. how my teacher talks. I'm like, well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've had people say, you speak Spanish with a Spanish accent when I'm like having my American tour clients and like, yes, I'm not going to pronounce Panama as Panama. I'm going to say Panama, right? Right. You say it the way the locals say it. Exacto. Exactamente. (laughs) We could have done this whole interview in in Espanol. No, we could have. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think uh, not all of our listeners would have gotten it. So <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Not the inside joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. For sure. No, mm-hmm. it's it is. And I've had when I go to Mexico, as I go every year when I yeah. lead my my gray whale retreat there, mm-hmm. they always laugh at me when I speak Spanish to them because Mexican Spanish. I mean, every country has their own accent yeah. and cadence and everything and yeah. even different words. 
And they right. look at me and they go, you have to spend more time in Mexico to get rid of that Panamanian accent. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time in Mexico um, for work, but um, mm -hmm. it was similar. But yeah, and like even it's true, like words, like uh, lime and lemon, lemon and lime. Mm -hmm. Some countries, lime is lima. Mm -hmm. Some countries, lime is limon. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, in, in Panama it was limon, but there was no difference between lime and lemon. They were all limones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. It is. But yeah, it just it really has helped me. And I think that's, you know, particularly the work that I'm doing now with and really understanding it because, you know, again, it's it's the same type of thing. Every person has a culture of themselves. Yes. And just be willing, able to work with people and we're working for work or for whatever, but always kind of regarding people from where they are and not mm -hmm. expecting them to be where I am. Right. And that's huge. That's a huge life lesson mm -hmm. that is hard to get that lesson if you haven't ever traveled outside your little world. You're, you're right. within the culture that you were born and raised in. The minute exactly. you step outside of the country or even outside of the region. I mean, I remember going to Georgia when I was in college and we were outside of Plains, Georgia at a restaurant. I couldn't understand a word the waitress oh, said <laughs> in her really thick Southern accent. Yeah. I was born and raised in Olympia, Washington, where it's about as white bread yeah. as you can get. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. And, and every, everything's different, but just being there, I just, yeah, it's just funny because uh, I have two nieces who ended up moving down South, you know, mm. one's in North Carolina and one's in Tennessee, uh -huh. you know, and it's the same, it's a similar kind of thing. You get down there and you're like, what? they say <laughs> <laughs> but I love that uh, bringing back let's bring it back to your point how how important it is in life in business and especially when you are a coach like you are mm -hmm. with clients you're talking to it gives you this whole new way of listening right hearing seeing understanding what mm -hmm. they what their challenges are when you have that experience of traveling in new cultures new languages right. instead of trying to get them to fit into your way of doing it exactly exactly and then um you know and it's funny because like when even when i'm talking to like groups of people i always say i always talk to what i call which is again like a number right lcd the least common least common denominator mm-hmm you know, you talk from that, when I talk, whenever they're at, I get from that level Yep. and everybody can get it. Sure. Yes. Some people will be hired, whatever, but everybody can get it. And then mm. where we need specific things, then you can do specific, specific things because you don't start from there. You don't know, you don't, you don't know where they are. Right. First of all, they don't know where they are. So <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. No. And, and I think that's the biggest asset to you as a coach, when you understand and know how to, to see where they're at from their perspective. That, yes. Yeah. That, that is just mm -hmm. huge. And all of that from that semester in Spain, right? Yeah, really is. When you boil it down to it, that's really was the foundation for everything. And, and it was really, and I thank you for this too, Anne, because it wasn't until I really started thinking about it. I was like, no, and really how to have that trip. 
mm-hmm. um, has totally impacted literally everything I've done. Beautiful. Since. Beautiful. I love that. Well, before we're coming to the end of our interview, it's been so much fun to have you and oh, to hear yes. your stories. Yes, it's, it goes so fast, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> now, but before we go, let's, uh, you have a gift for everyone, don't you? I do. So speaking of um, transformational travels. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the gift I have is one of my favorite. I mean, I've done it live, but I've also done it virtually. It's mm-hmm. my business list retreat. Cool. It's a three-day retreat. It's a tra- you know, it's very transformational. It's a combination of being very transformational and dreaming and visioning and, and doing all sorts of things. And also being very hands-on and let's kind of get it done. Nice. But everything, when I say help people get it done, um, like Profit Zen, you see everything, I use very gentle language because it's true. Mm -hmm. Most business owners are overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. stuck. And when you're in that state, you know, it's, 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 it's hard. You, you know, you need to do something, but you're so overwhelmed and frustrated, stressed or whatever you are, Mm -hmm. you know, as you said in the introduction, it's, you know, you can't think of doing anything else. And at that point, you can actually literally shut down and become paralyzed. Right. So by just using softer language, every time when I say whatever profit Zen or business bliss retreat, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, do the shoulders go down? Mm. And what we do is we, um, and there'll be things, you know, roadmap going up to help you figure out where you are. We figure out where you are because um, generally where you think you are is not where you actually are. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're, uh, $10,000 a year business or a $10 million a year business or more. I mean, I've gone into all the kinds, you know, they think they're one, they're here. They just don't understand why they don't have more money in the bank and why they're so tired from working hard. That's all right. they know. Right. Um, so just what I do is we go in, we, we start uncovering there's gold in every business. We go on a treasure mm-hmm. hunt. Nice. We find the gold that's there because it's, it's not about spending money. It's not doing, you know, it's just, there's gold there. It's just, uncovering that gold, finding the gold and making sure we can put that to use, which helps your business run easier, simpler. So you, and, and you're mm-hmm. and obviously profitably. So we kind of figure out where you are. We also need to know where you need to be. Sometimes we don't even know where we need to be. Right. You know, we just think we want to be here or there, but we don't know where we need to be. What is that? Mm-hmm. I call the relief point. What is that relief point where if you're, when you're making X amount of money consistently every month without mm-hmm thinking about it. Yep. You know, all's well. It may yes. not be perfect, it may not be whatever, but all is all is mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm, and you're beautiful. not stressing about your your monthly financial commitments or anything mm-hmm. like that. But then we also figure out where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So when we look at these these three things, um we do a couple of different exercise and depending how we do this, um I might if I could, you know, people we even might play a board game. I have this board game around this whole thing which is cool. a lot of fun. Um but the, the, the most fun part of the weekend is when we actualize the dream business. Mm. We literally make your dream business come to life. Wow. Nice. It's, it's very exciting. And that in itself is so transformational for everybody. And it just, it's, it's amazing. And the best part about doing that is on day three, when we put your roadmap, when we get your, your profits in, gateway roadmap going we put that together for where you need to be mm-hmm. um all of a sudden you just went through this whatever the business is and how much you know whatever all these things now this roadmap is like oh this sounds like so simple and i can do this yay it, it makes it doable 
And when I teach everybody, I do everything. It's very simple, very doable, and very practical. And as I say, when you manage the practical, you can unleash the magical. Nice. Nice. I love that. And so we will put the link in the show notes so that you can sign up and take advantage of Lee's very generous gift, her business bliss retreat. And Which I, is February 11th through 13th. That's important. Thank you. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, that is, is perfect. And I, I love the way you name things. I love Prophet Zen. I love business bliss retreat. They do make it sound much more fun and appealing. And I love that you're bringing in a board game to this. It's all about mm-hmm. that joy and play, which, which I like to talk about with the dolphins. So yeah. this is going to be really powerful. And folks, if you are interested at all, just know that three days of this, people pay huge money. Yes, thousands. Yeah, thousands of dollars to be able to get this kind of service from Lee and others. And here it is. You can come and join this. So thank you so much for your generosity, Lee. Oh, it's my pleasure. And it's also a really great time of year to do this because everybody makes their New Year's resolutions and all these things. But generally, by the time the end of January comes, it's kind of status quo, back to normal, what what we've done. So it's a really great time of year to just take those three days for yourself Mm -hmm. and just allow yourself to really focus work on your business. But you're, you're not really, so you're working on your business, but more importantly, you're working on your dreams. Nice. Yeah. You know, you know, you're working on your dreams and we all could use a little time to do that. Absolutely. It's a roadmap to achieving your dreams. And yes. that's not, it's all about business. But when you re- achieve your business dreams, that means the rest of your life falls into place. That's right. I said, when your business is blissful, you're, you are successful. Yes. yes. And that is, and the, our businesses are our catalysts for our dreams. That's why we all mm-hmm. went into our own business. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, mine too. Thank you so much, Anne. It's been great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It's been an honor. And thank you all for listening again to another episode of Transformational Travel. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And until our next episode, everyone, have a wonderful transformational travels in your own life and safe journeys. Thank you for traveling with us today. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Get more information at transformationaltravelpodcast.com.